deal. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Miss T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Hello, my friends. It's time to begin the show designed with you in mind. This is Tanisha Baker bringing you the latest edition of what you shouldn't be missing. Thanks for tuning in once again to Talking With T. It's May 24th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mate's legendary singer, Patti LaBelle, who turns 77 today, late influential rapper, Heavy D, and actor Carl Anthony Payne. Today on the national calendar is National Scavenger Hunt Day, National Wyoming Day, and National Brothers Day. On this date in history in 1854, Lincoln University, the first black college in the U.S. was founded. And in 1916, the Lincoln Motion Picture Company was founded, which was the first movie company controlled by black filmmakers. In 1955, the first integrated American casino, the Moulin Rouge, opened in Las Vegas. The theme this month is bloom where you're planted. Some people think that your hardships and challenges buried you. They don't realize that you've actually been planted. You will bloom. You'll bloom with more strength, more power, and more will. So for now, don't let people who are weeds suffocate your growth. Bloom where you're planted. Talking with T would love to feature your organization or business. Become a sponsor or advertise on the show. Let us help you reach more people and promote your brand, service, or product. Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs, why not build your brand on Talking with T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithT.com. Let's turn our attention to today's T's Tidbits. And as I most often like to do, I'm going to start with some happy highlights. It's been over a year since Simone Biles, gymnast, five-time Olympic medalist, has competed. But she made history at the U.S. Classic in what was called a, quote, stunning performance. She officially became the first woman to ever complete the Yurchenko double pike in a competition. She is still whipping up that black girl magic. And COVID-19 has contributed to significant economic woes for many, including college students. But Delaware State University is on a mission to ensure the school's recent graduates aren't burdened by the weight of debt. According to People Magazine, the HBCU recently announced it would eliminate the student loan debt for students who were significantly impacted by the pandemic. And I know somebody somewhere is still shouting hallelujah. Fish University receives the largest endowment in its 155-year history. The donation was made by philanthropists Amy and Frank Garrison in the amount of $2.5 million. And I'm here for all of it. Because generous donations like this contribute to equity through education and leveling the playing field. As we near the anniversary of the death of George Floyd, President Joe Biden is scheduled to host George Floyd's family at the White House. 
There is a police reform bill on the table called the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, which would ban chokeholds by federal officers and end qualified immunity for law enforcement against civil lawsuits. Would also create national standards for policing in a bid to bolster accountability. The House version of the bill passed this past March, but you know where the style is. Yeah, it's a tougher road for it to get through the Senate. A terribly sad and tragic story hit the media last week. A six-year-old boy was fatally shot in Southern California during a road rage incident this past Friday. I saw a news conference in which the sister tearfully was pleading for the public's help as police continued to search for the shooter. The boy, identified by his family as Aiden, was sitting in the back seat of his mother's car as she drove him to kindergarten when another driver shot and killed him. Aiden was pronounced dead at a nearby hospital. The boy's sister said that young Aiden told his mother that his tummy hurt after he was shot. His mother saw blood on his stomach and noticed him turning blue, and that was the last time she would see her son alive. Again, this story was terribly sad and tragic. My own community of East Knoxville is still grappling with violence as a shooting this past Saturday night marked the fourth deadly shooting in East Knoxville within one week. Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. WJBE 99.7 FM and 1040 AM, just the best every day. All right, listeners, by now you know the routine. It's our time to review trending news, and I'm so excited to have a special guest co-host, Deanna Keeter, out of Nashville, Tennessee, better known as Buffy to the Jack, always bringing her wit and insight to our stories. And I'm going to start with a discussion on COVID and what we're going to do with our kids this summer because we know that. We're getting close to the end of the school year, and teachers, parents, and students, I'm pretty sure, are all eager for these last few days to be over. This school year has been very challenging. And so the question I have to you, Buffy, as well as the listeners, I would love to know their thoughts. Some kids were really struggling with virtual learning. They've fallen behind. Do we need to try to catch them up over the summer or engage them in some type of learning routine? Or do we just need to give them and everybody a break? So what are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts on that is as far as the virtual learning, these kids, I've had my nieces and a lot of my little cousins are doing virtual learning now. And it's really overwhelming and it's challenging for the kids, you know, just to stay focused even inside the home. So just to go just to give them a break this summer. I mean, let them go swimming, take them on a trip because they've been so confined. And it's one thing as kids, I don't have any personally, but like I said, I have a lot of nieces and nephews that I'm around a lot. Just being confined, children are not used to confinement. At least when they were in school, they could run around, go play on the playground, do those things. And they can't really do that now, you know, COVID and everything. So I just think we just give them a break this summer. Just let them go be kids and let them go, have fun and just regroup and let's see how this COVID does and come back next year and just, you know, give it a try and see how it goes from there. But as far as this year, after, you know, this school year's ended, let them be. 
that's just my thought. Let them be. Let them be. be. Okay, I appreciate your thoughts. <laughs> All right. Well, here in Knox County, we have this summer learning camp, which is really like a summer school. And quite a few kids have enrolled in that. Some parents had the option to do that to try to catch them up on some of the learning that they missed. But, and, and I agree, you know, we can't just leave them behind, but I'm also on your side in your opinion of taking a break, right? So maybe we can find a balance, but we definitely all need to get out and make up for some of the activities that we miss. And as we inch back to a state of normalcy, we'll just have to see how it goes. Are you still wearing your mask? Of course. I have been vaccinated fully with the Pfizer vaccination, <laughs> honey. I had my two shots, but I'm wearing my mask. They're talking about don't wear them. In, you can, you know, if you're in crowds, you wear them. But if you're uh, around a couple of people, you don't have to wear them. I don't care if I'm with one person standing next to me six feet. I'm still wearing my mask, honey. It ain't safe out here still. Not 100%. Until it's a hundred percent safe, I'm gonna keep on my mask. You're all right. right. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Stop playing with me. <laughs> I'm gonna have on my mask, baby. <laughs> well, I'm not far behind. I've relaxed a little bit, but not all the way. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the case of Ronald Green, but I came across this story. Oh, I take it you are, but let me uh, catch the listeners up. Louisiana State Police told this man's family he had died in an auto accident. Their original report said he died after resisting and struggling with law enforcement, which ended in a car crash. Oh, but wait, a new video has emerged. And you can hear Mr. Green pleading with officers, asking for mercy. He was tased. He can be heard moaning while he's being put in the handcuffs and the officer's kicking several times. And one of the officers is heard saying, I got blood all over me. I hope this guy ain't got AIDS. They left him laying face down while they used sanitizer wipes to get the blood off themselves. And I really, I can't even get into more details. You can visit TopWinT.com and read the article yourself to find more about what happened. But this story made my blood boil. And then people don't want to acknowledge that we need some police reform for the hundredth time. I'm going to put this out here. I know our police aren't bad. I know. I have sense enough to know that. But there are enough that are on the wrong side that make me fear for the lives of my people, my family, my child. So, and just the, and just the thought of, yeah, I've seen it. And, um, and when I seen that, and he kept saying, I'm scared, that got me. He was letting them know he was fearful. And he said it, and they just called him names and mocked him. And and what got me is that uh, I was looking at it, the first time I had seen it was on CNN with Cuomo. And Cuomo mm-hmm. kept saying he was breaking down the videos, but he had the young man's sister on there. And he kept saying, look to the left of the video when they kicked him. And then he went over face down, and then they was dragging him by, they grabbed him by his feet where he was shackled, and was dragging him on his face, and he was just screaming. And, you know, mm-hmm. I just, that just broke my heart. And I just kept saying, Lord, I, you know, you just fear for our, I'm sorry, you just fear for our black men. You fear for, you know, 
for our race anyway to me. And, you know, it's, it's not right. It's not fair. And the way they did him and the way they treat him, it was just like, you know, that you don't even treat a dog like that. So you don't even tie a dog up and, and, and do that to him. So just the lie and the cover-up and his family's been trying to get justice and uh, get the video out. That video is 42 to 45 minutes. We only seen, what, a few minutes of it, a, a minute and right. a half maybe. Uh, they won't mm. even release the, the other part. And the guy's friend, sister was on there saying, we've been trying to get answers. We've been trying to get them to do it from the from the DA to the mayor's office to the you know the governor everybody like they're covering up for it but you know I'm, you know we're talking about Louisiana so you know it is what it is as far as how they do us but it shouldn't be it, it is what it is it is what it is how they treat us but we need to I'll remember that we gonna still stand together and this united one. Because they're going to have to, they're going to be exposed. They're getting exposed now. But that video, right. and that whole 42, 45-minute video, it's coming out. But that was just degrading and a shame. And that brought tears to my eyes when I seen it. Because I couldn't imagine that it happened to my family member or anything. God says he doesn't allow things to remain hidden. So you're right. Things are getting exposed and people are being held accountable. And then the outright lie, I'm sure a lot of people were a part of that cover-up, but it's it's coming out. So, yeah, a federal judge just sentenced a former St. Paul police officer this past Friday to six years in prison for kicking a suspect and allowing a police dog to maul him. Brett Palkowicz, age 33, he apologized. It said he apologized through tears during the sentencing hearing before U.S. District Judge Wilhelmina Wright said he would be willing to put himself in front of future officers to make sure, quote, they know right from wrong and how quick it can happen to make sure it never happens again. He was found guilty of kicking Frank Baker, that's the black man, letting the police dog maul him after he was mistaken for a robbery suspect. And Mr. Baker suffered several broken ribs and collapsed lungs. Again, further evidence that we are not making this up when we say we are fearful or that we have some calls for calling on police reform and accountability. And this was the wrong guy. Wrong guy. (laughs) And that's what's saying, the wrong guy. And he says... I want to stand in front of them and teach them right from wrong. 33 years old, and you have to teach a bunch of grown men right from wrong. Honey, we learn right from wrong when we're five. When we're two, our mothers tell us no, no. We know right from wrong. You know, a child know that before they do something, they look back at you, but they do it to make sure they ain't going to get caught or let me mm-hmm. see if I can do this. You know right from wrong. We learned it when we were babies. We would tell them no, yes, or whatever. We know when we're doing something wrong. You know that, you know, at five, you know, if you're in kindergarten, you know, if you're 12, let known that you're 33, and you're law enforcement, you're supposed, you're supposed to be the law. So he knew exactly what he was doing, and he chose and made a conscious decision to treat another black man inhumane and treat him like he was nothing and let a dog maul him. That was just horrible. And 
I'm surprised you only got six years. Should have got six plus six, so make it twelve years. Just right. you know, a lesson because um, six years can turn into what? If it's federal time, he do eighty five percent of that. So eighty five percent of six is what? I mean, how long he gonna be out? He may do four years, four and a half, right. and he's out. That's why it should have been twelve years, and you do ten years, maybe an out because that's you know, like I said, federal. He's gonna be you know federal prison. Hey, I know a lot of federal inmates. Their time ain't that hard. So, you know, it's so different <laughs> from federal and state, honey. You know, I love a lot of little federal inmates, honey, that eat steak and get go, you know, nice little wax floors. You seem, you seem mighty hard. familiar, Buffy. Honey, he ended up with judges and lawyers and some did federal, you know, tax evasion criminals. He ain't in that suffering. He ain't going to be suffering. Mm. He ain't never just no, you know, he's a federal prison. He ain't in no state thugs, you know. Yeah. He still got it easy. So he should have got 12 years. At least they made an example out of him, a small example, but they made one. Well, that means we're on the road because racial tensions are still rising in this country. Amazon is opening facilities in different locations. In fact, one is being opened right here in Knoxville. The company's also opening, or they're trying to open a new fulfillment center in Connecticut, but they had to put the brakes on it because several nooses were found placed around the construction site. And they're offering a $100,000 reward to anyone who can assist in identifying anybody who had anything to do with it. A 55-year-old black foreman who's worked at that construction site for a couple of months said that workers there have experienced racist incidents before. He said he has witnessed Confederate flags on people's hats on the back of their cars. He's heard racial remarks, not only towards black people, but other races. He said he would like to say that it's a daily thing out here on the job that they've been having to deal with, and I think that's horrible. That's awful. I mean, if you don't want to work with other races, other people that's not like you, uh, different than you, they're going to get you a job that you can find somebody. Maybe there's a place that everybody looks like you, you know. And if you can't find that, then sit your butt at home and don't work. I don't know what to tell you. You don't go around people if you don't like them. If you really don't and, want to work at this job because there's black people working there, there are other races working there that's not the same race as you are, don't work. Don't go there. I'm wondering if it's people who are working with them or if it's people in the community that don't want the black foreman or the construction workers for the company that is helping to develop that site if they don't want them there. Right. Right. Mm. It could be. So hopefully if it's somebody, Amazon put that money up, somebody will start talking. Mm. I know who did it. I know who did it. I wish I knew, honey. I still wouldn't drive a project. <laughs> Amazon did. I'm saying, you ain't got to bring it to me. Baby, don't mail. Don't do nothing. I'm driving up there. I know that's right. I wish I knew. Mm. That's, so well, I'm a- that's what's wrong with us. People say, I ain't snitching, I ain't telling. Some things you need to tell them. That's one thing you need to tell because that could actually get somebody hurt. That's a threat over somebody's life. So, yeah, 
I'll tell it and get that hundred thousand dollar check and go on back my being the you're me girl. Will you share some of it? Well, first I'll go to the casino <laughs> and have me a fun time in Vegas. But I will share I will take my homegirls with me. I take y'all, y'all can come. But well, I, I so appreciate your generosity. I will do that. <laughs> we got to take a thousand dollars each to gamble with and leave me alone. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I buy our flight tickets, honey. We'll be sailing all up in the sky, honey, flying through the friendly skies. And you said they leave you alone. Yeah, they leave me alone. Everybody get a thousand dollars to gamble with, shop with, and do what you want, honey. I already know what me and you going. That's another story. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to let me change the conversation a little bit. There was a person who advertised a birthday party on TikTok. It was called Adrian's Kickback. And this video they made to advertise their birthday party went viral. It had over 3 million views. It also caught the attention of the police. Now, this was in Huntington Beach in California. The party starts off with a few hundred people, right? Report says the crowd grew rapidly, so big it spilled over into the downtown area. Now they up to uh, estimated 2,500 people. They were coming in from other cities and counties. Party gone wild. Crowd starts setting off fireworks in the streets. They bust out the police car windows. The cars were covered in graffiti. They were walking and dancing on top of cars, climbing up traffic signals. Eventually, polo police officers, they had to call for backup from anybody, all agencies around them. They had to implement an emergency curfew. Before it was all said and done, officers arrested 121 adults, 28 people under the age of 18. Businesses had been looted and damaged. In fact, they had to set up a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. They set up this GoFundMe to help 40 local artists whose fans that were along the pier got damaged. So you know how when you go to some of these boardwalks, you have the artists that have different stands and different things oh, they yeah. do. Well, they damaged all of those. And I first thought about, is this even newsworthy? But I really wanted to highlight the power of social media. And back to what you were saying earlier, the eagerness for people to get out. Because I believe mm-hmm. people have been sheltered in place too long. They've lost their dog on mine. Like, there was mind. no reason for all of that to happen, all of that damage. And just from, yeah. say, all from a little TikTok birthday video, kid probably just wanted to have a few people for a little birthday party. Well, how many, uh, what was the age group? Was the kids uh, 20 or what is, uh, and we know it's the yeah, well, I don't know necessarily, we but it did say younger adults, <laughs> younger adults, but yeah, I don't know. Well, 28 were under 18 and 121 were adults, so I think in teenage the younger adults. Oh, well, that's awful. That that was a, that's the power of social media. The producer put some on my social media. It's free. We party. People ain't been out. It's like a breakout. Free this. Break Let's go. <laughs> People are losing their mind, honey. They better get it together. Well, speaking of losing mind. Nobody have on no mask, I bet. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't look, but not many. 
So speaking of losing minds, there were some kids who, I don't know if they were bored. And this, again, this is also in California, so I don't know what's going on there. But three teenagers found it amusing, I guess, to hit a flaming tennis ball. Well, the tennis ball landed in some dry grass, caused a massive fire, a power outage for 8,700 residents. Luckily, nobody was injured because where they were playing was next to the storage yard, which contained some old cars and propane tanks. Mm. And I was thinking, where did they even get the idea to set the tennis ball on fire and hit it like they Flaming tennis balls. I had never heard of it. Have you? I no, I ain't gonna tell you what I'm thinking about these retarded kids. Excuse me, I didn't mean to say that, but that's what I feel like saying. I'm so sick of these children. Who the hell would think of something oh Lord? What who the heck would think about the flaming tennis balls to catch everything? What you playing with flaming tennis balls for? Near propane tanks. Oh they trying to just blow up everything. Where the problem? Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, I so appreciate you joining me today, but that's going to have to be it for this bit. As we covered trending news hot topics, somebody had to say it, so why not us? I want to make an announcement today before we end the show about Grooves in the Garden, featuring Brian Clay and Friends, brought to you by Unique Academy and Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Grooves in the Garden is coming back July 17th, and they tell me it's a grown folks outdoor party with food trucks, cash bar, and vendors. Bring your own lawn chair, bring your friends, bring a dance partner, and have a good time. So why am I telling you this so early when I've already announced that the event isn't until July. Because your girl is trying to make sure you have the hookup. There are early bird tickets available through May 31st. You can get your tickets for $30. Now you got a week left through May 31st. And I posted the flyer on my social media pages. You can also get your tickets from Eventbrite. Just look for Grooves in the Garden. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But be reminded, you can call in with your thoughts or opinions to our talk line. That's 865-409-1170. You can also leave comments on TalkingWithTea.com. Share stories or spill some tea. In the meantime and in between time, engage with us on social media and subscribe to Talking With Tea Daily, our online newspaper for your daily scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking about. Be sure to stay tuned right here on the historic Jammin' 99.7 for the D.L. Hughley Show. And then this evening, slow your roll with the smooth sounds from the Sweat Hotel. Thank you for tuning in to Talking With T, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking With T. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now on that note, T will end with a quote. Life is too short to be living someone else's dream. Hugh Hefner. Remember where you heard the word. Keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.